2: And hey, you wanted to run, you got one.
3: And you cross the 10, inside the 5, and the ball comes loose.
2: The play ruled down by contact.
4: Welcome back to Sean's Patriots postgame show. A couple of red zone trips for the Patriots tonight and their eventual loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. A reminder that every trip into the red zone this season is brought to you by Wind Waste Innovations, the official waste and recycling services provider for the New England Patriots, Angelette Stadium. Visit wind-waste.com to get wind waste on your team today. Again, Shaw's Patriots post game show here with Jim Murray. Joe Murray, Patriots lose their final preseason game of 2022, falling to Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders 23-6. And joining us here, as he uh, does every post game, it's Greg Bedard of uh, Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. dot com. And Greg, you know, I know you're back from Vegas, but you were out there earlier this week, and you and others reported that at these joint practices, the Patriots didn't look very well offensively, especially on Tuesday. So, what exactly was Bill Belichick just referring to in his post game press conference when he said, "Well, we might have left it all on the practice field," and they, you know, they felt like he felt like they practiced much better? Is is he delusional? Did he, or did he actually see something that he didn't
5: see in the game tonight that wasn't applied tonight? I think, uh, like a lot of people, he's just searching for anything to cling to at this point. I think, you know, I had the same reaction when I heard him say that. I was like, "Wait, what? What are we talking about now?" And look, I guess you could sort of make the point that. Uh, you know, the Raiders didn't play their starters. Um, I think they played a few interior offensive line starters. They're trying to sort that out, but outside of that, both offensively and defensively, they played their backups. And so, you know, their, their starters who got most of the work in the two practices didn't play and, and would they have had sort of a hangover effect as well? You know, we'll never know. Um, but here's where I come down on that. It's, I don't really. It's ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> I mean, especially when you consider they're playing against the Raiders backups. Like it's it's the Patriots starters, even if they have some sort of hangover from practice this week, which I guess could sort of be understandable. You're still playing against guys who are borderline NFL players, and you know a a, a guy, a quarterback in Jared Stidham, who you didn't want around anymore. Who, was, who never threatened to play even when Cam Newton couldn't play quarterback in 2020. And J- Jared Stidham is going out there running Josh McDaniel's system and looking like he's an old pro at it. Conversely, you have Mac Jones, who should be taking another step, But in a new sort of offense, or at least parts of a new offense, and looking like he's taken three steps backwards. I mean, I think Bill is grasping at anything to justify how his team did tonight. And I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, just, he just should have left it how he did. Most of his comments were appropriate. And he said, we, you know, we didn't coach it well. We didn't play it well. It's my fault. We have to get it fixed. We didn't do much of anything right. Just leave it at that. Like, he just sounds like he's making excuses
6: now. Greg, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard you like this before, and you've, you've what talked about this all summer long now of how bad mm-hmm. the offense has been, and you sound surprised. You sound like you didn't think it would be this bad.
5: Yeah, and it's funny. I just actually wrote in my game report that I that one of the thing one of my takeaways from the game was I really didn't think it would be this bad. <laughs> I mean, even with what's gone on, and and you're right. I mean, I've talked about it. All summer long, and I'm sure a lot of Patriots fans were sick of me saying it, but I'm just all I was trying to give you was the truth uh, that I was seeing on the field and to shoot people straight. And you know, it, it brings me no joy to see what happened tonight. I mean, I thought, I thought, I really did. My heart of hearts, I thought maybe they found something on in Wednesday's practice where they probably had their best offensive practice of camp, and that they were going to, especially considering they were playing backups. I figured they would go out there, build off what they did, and drive down the field, put up a touchdown, and be done for the night. And you could say, okay, hey, there's some promise going into the the regular season. But instead, they come out, they get an eight-yard pass, they hit on the play that they missed last week, the little slant to Devontae Parker, and then they run the outside zone, minus four, and then a 13-yard sack. And then the first play of the next drive – is a stuffed outside zone run, also a holding call and Mac Jones throws an interception and they're out there for four drives just to make anything positive. No, you know, Joe, I didn't think tonight's performance. It didn't even enter the equation for me. I was as surprised as anybody. And it's, it's, it has to be disheartening, not only for Patriots fans, but also the team. I mean, you could hear it in some of the, you know, David Andrews and Mac Jones tonight. Like they, they don't have any answers. Nobody has any answers.
4: And with Mac Jones, I mean, you saw the frustration, um, you know, in, in that the interception, too. There was a clip that, uh, that was kind of going around. Like, it almost looked like Bill Belichick gave him, you know, the dagger look, too, because I'm sure his uh, kid can get emotional, right? So, again, you've talked about this. You mentioned it on Felgren Maz. It's like they've set up this. this they have they've almost like written the playbook here on how to ruin a quarterback. Uh, watching this tonight, seeing those kind of those behaviors, are you growing more concerned that, like, they could lose this
5: kid in terms of his mentality? Oh, for sure. I mean, this is, um, you know, I, I, I've done my stint covering bad football in Miami. Um, I, I covered the team when Dave Wonstadt got fired and, you know, they had Jay Fiedler and then Nick Saban's two years that were largely forgettable and, and the beginning of Cam Cameron and also, you know, even the beginning of Aaron Rodgers, you know, he started 10 and 14 his first season and a half. So I've seen my share of concerning offensive football, not much in New England to be sure, but, um. Yeah, I look. I, I'm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I am definitely afraid of what they're doing with Mac Jones. Um. And, and and I never thought I'd be saying this because I think the world of Mac Jones. I think he's the right guy. I think he's the right guy to lead this franchise forward and give them the best shot to be competitive. You know, sort of year in and year out. Not quite on the Brady level, but you know, definitely competitive and just. Nothing's working. I mean, you know, from from the running game, which he needs to, you know, to to just the his footwork, his mechanics, his decision making. Like he looks like he doesn't have confidence in anything, and you just wonder, like, how long can this go on, and and what are the ripple effects that this can have? And you you know, you don't want to be alarmist because they are still two weeks away from the regular season. But you, you certainly have to be a realist and and just look at w- the road that they're possibly going down, and you do you're fearful for, for Mac
6: Jones for sure do you think there could be regression with Mac Jones because I, I i as frustrated as he might be and he's showing it he some of his passes aren't good like they just haven't been good i I've seen regression maybe you've seen probably more at camp, but in two games against the second and third teamers he's regressed.
5: Oh, I mean for sure. I mean, you know, there there was obvious regression there. Um there was obvious frustration there and uh you know it, it, this is the problems to me are they manifest themselves all over the place whether it's the offensive line or in, with what Max doing because you know, you just contrast to a year ago. And and somebody brought this to my attention the other day. You know, in the joint practices with the Raiders this weekend, they had each team had 27 reps of 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, Derek Carr was 25-of-27. Wow. Mac Jones was 13-of-27. That's without any pass rush. 13-of-27. Contrast that to a year ago when he basically won the job when, in the Giants joint practice against the same defensive coordinator, Pat Graham, who was with the Giants. Mac Jones was 37-of-40 was in 7-on-7s seven against the Giants a year ago at this time and just look where he is now there's no question there's regression and and to me it's just last year you could see it everything his dropbacks everything was well timed well coordinated the complete opposite is true now everything is a mess from from the the run blocking up front to what he's doing and what he's trusting and what he's going to see like it, it is it, they've done a complete 180 in one year's time and and i didn't think that was remotely possible
4: with the offensive line, where is that? Because, I mean, I know you focus on this, and, and this is you know what you're watching the film for. It's like one of the things I always trust that you're talking about is some of the old line play. Mm-hmm. And so is it the coaching? Is it some of the mentality of the players? There was the Mike Giardi tweet thread from earlier in the day that Isaiah win, he's been frustrated. He's hearing his name in trade talks. Uh, Trent Brown doesn't like the fact he's not being paid as a left tackle. It, is it a, Or is it just a, you know, is it an amalgamation of all of it?
5: Yeah, I think it's I think it's all of it. But, you know, one example that I can give you just on on how much of a mess this offensive line is. So, the the uh what was it Wednesday, the second practice, they come out in the first team period. The Patriots were terrible in that first team period. They rebounded after that. But they the the Raiders are on the field, the, their offense is going. The the Patriots are working on on the side field, and it's just the offense. And they're working against air and they're repping the plays that they're about to run in the next session. And, you know, we see that happening in front of us. They go out there on the first play and they run one of these outside zone stretch plays to the left that we see them run repeatedly and they suck at it. And they do it against the Raiders and the Raiders, John, uh, John Abrams, the, the safety is down in the box. And the Patriots are about to run right into that. If it was a year ago, if it was the McDaniels system, Mac Jones would have flipped the play or changed the play and run to the other side. Instead, they stayed with the play. Not only did they run it into a bad look, but then they blocked it all run. Trent Brown blocked Chandler Jones. Uh, Cole Strange blocked the three technique. And who's responsible for the safety? David Andrews, the center, has to pull on an outside zone run and take care of this. And, of course, he didn't, and they were hit five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, that is the type of basic, ridiculous offense that should not be going on at this point, and that's where the Patriots are right now.
4: All right, where to go from here? And then we'll touch on the, a touch on the defense, too. Who I also didn't think had a great night tonight. More coming up with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame shows. The Patriots fall to the Las Vegas Raiders out of Legion Stadium tonight, 23-6. to 6. More after this here in the Safety Insurance. 98.5 Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network.
7: At Special Olympics Massachusetts, they believe that everyone deserves to be included. Sports is the ability to create a sense of belonging, teamwork, and camaraderie. Special Olympics Massachusetts invites you to be a game changer and help make your community even more inclusive. Learn how you can be a part of the movement. Head over to SpecialOlympicsMA.org slash events to find a competition, fundraiser, or community event in your area. You'll be sure to find a way to get in the game with Special Olympics Massachusetts.
3: Town Fair Tire has the area's largest selection of Toyo Tires. Sells them all at the guaranteed lowest price. Offers more free services for life than anywhere else. And Town Fair has well over 100 locations throughout New England and New York. The area's largest inventory of Toyo Tires at the guaranteed lowest price. More locations and the most free services for life. So for your next set of Toyo Tires, remember, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. name brands at discount prices. Town Fair.
7: Before spending thousands of dollars on joint treatments or replacements, do what Ted Johnson did and call Boston Prolo Therapy for a non-surgical solution for joint pain at 1-833-GO-PROLO. Hey, it's Zoe. Introducing Mike from North Attleboro.
2: I was on a trend where I was about to go over 250 pounds. Uh, my cholesterol was getting higher. Since I've gone on the in 180 plan, by the way, I've lost about 50 points on my cholesterol. So I went in for my blood panel within about 60 days of starting the program, and it dropped about 50 points through my doctorate. So he went on the plan. My own doctor as a cardiologist went on the plan because he was so impressed. He knew what my stomach looked like. He knew my build. I came in, and he he just was astounded by the blood panel results. If I hadn't found a in 180, I probably would be on cholesterol medicine, higher blood pressure medicine. It was just a life of medication in front of me, and I, I didn't want that.
7: Mike, his doctor, and I all took control of our health thanks to Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story and call 844-346-1800. That's 844-346-1800 online at awaken180weightloss.com.
1: Hey, it's Felger here, and if you're rolling over credit card debt, you need to listen up because we've got a great suggestion for you, and that is a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream, where you can get a rate as low as 5.73% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. The auto pay comes straight out of your paycheck, and the excellent credit is needed to qualify for 573. But if you are okay with those conditions, it's a no-brainer at least to check it out because national credit card interest rates average 20%. It's going higher given the current climate. So if you can get down into the single digits, why wouldn't you at least check it out? You can also get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are no fees. This is the key. of just paying less in interest every month. So again, why wouldn't you at least go see what's what? Especially because if you go to lightstream.com felger, you'll get an interest rate discount even lower than the one you would qualify for. So you could go lower than five seven three. Lightstream is L I G H T S T R E A M. It is subject to credit approval. Rates range from five seven three percent APR to nineteen point nine nine percent APR and include a half percent autopay discount. Lowest rate again requires excellent credit, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit Lightstream.com slash felger for more information and that special. Rate. One eight seven seven cars for
0: kids. K A R S Cars for Kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car
7: today. With gas prices at all-time highs, now's the time to donate. Running or not, your car can be picked up as soon as the next day. Donate your car today at CarsforKids.org.
3: 1877
0: Cars for Kids.
1: These days, recruiting technical talent has never been more challenging. That's why you should call our guys at Blacktree Technical Group in Woburn, the region's go-to resource for engineering and manufacturing hiring. Whether you need to scale your manufacturing team or have a contract or full-time engineering opening, give Blacktree a call. Blacktree has deep roots across robotics, medical devices, semiconductors, capital equipment, and much more. So call Blacktree in Woburn now at 781-932-3333. That's 781-932-3333.
2: You can beat the heat this summer with some cold, hard cash from FindMassMoney.com. There's over $3 billion of unclaimed property at FindMassMoney.com from things like forgotten bank accounts, stock certificates, insurance proceeds, refund checks, and more. One in ten people have money waiting for them, and that one could be you. Claiming your money is fast, easy, and free. So visit FindMassMoney.com and see if you have unclaimed money waiting for you. That's FindMassMoney.com. I found my money, and so should
0: you. Listen live. Check out our podcast with the 98.5, the Sports Hub app.
4: Music of the Game name. brought to you by Live Nation. Don't miss rock and roll Hall of Famer Robert Plant. Yes, he of Led Zeppelin. And 27 time Grammy Award winner Allison Krauss. Reunited at last. Raising the Roof Tour. Friday, September 9th at the Leader Bank Pavilion. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. John's Patriots post game show Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. So obviously a bad night for the offense. And I started off Greg saying like wow, and I didn't mean it in a good way. Like everything that you had reported, Phil Perry had seen, Karen and all of you that cover the team, that are down there saying like this hasn't looked right. We finally got to see it and in a sick twisted way like you want, you know, you know, you always like slow down for the car crash. Like there was part of me that uh, did, did want to see it. Because I knew it felt like to me, like in these other preseason games, Greg, they were kind of hiding it, you know, like when they had been Mm -hmm. successful last week, that third drive, it's like, well, you went back to what's worked. You spread them out as five wide. We finally got to see the car crash. Defensively, though, also not a great night, right?
5: No, it was not. I mean, you know, Jared Stidham basically went out there and ripped through the Patriots. I mean, you know, this was almost the complete nightmare situation for Bill Belichick. Not only was his his offense with his hand-picked offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Um, not only were they completely inept with their side of the ball but um, the guy who left Josh McDaniels with the quarterback that you bid adieu to um, you know running the scheme that you thought the need to move on from looked effortless moving the ball up and down and you know the, the the Raiders take the first punt, go right down into the red zone. They run the ball three times and, and end up with a field goal, but then they turn the, the interception into a touchdown. Stidham's running, you know, play action, and guys are wide open, and he's, you know, he's making big plays. I think he had a 30-yard pass, a 20-yard pass, an 18-yard pass, you know, whereas, you know, Mac Jones is averaging five five 5.5 yards per attempt. And, um, you know, the defense uh, – you know, made a few plays here and there, but again, it's it's against the backups. I mean, there's no Devontae Adams. There's no Hunter Renfro. There's no Darren Waller. There's no Colton Miller at left tackle. I mean, you expect the Patriots' defense at least to go out there and kick the ass of the Raiders' backup offense, and they couldn't even do that. So, you know, all around, it was a, a hugely disappointing game.
6: Yeah, Greg, you mentioned the chunk plays. Uh, the strength of this team was supposed to be the defensive line and the safeties. Corners have looked good. Safeties haven't. Anything you see there? Uh, Dugger got beat on one. Made a nice play later. But anything you've seen with the secondary, especially the safeties?
5: Yeah, I. I mean, I, I've been sort of waiting to figure out exactly what they're going to do back there, and I don't think they know what they're going to do back there. I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, I thought I saw Jabril Peppers playing pretty deep into this game. Yeah, which which is not usually a very good sign. Uh, as we've seen in years past, with some of these veterans who come over from other teams, I mean, he he's needed to play. I mean, he's had a slow ramp up from his offseason surgery, and so that just might be it. Where you know they had to get him playing time here, but you know, you look at the 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 way things settle. I mean, you know, Devin McCourty is going to be out there in sort of the middle of the field, but you know, it, it, this week in practice, it looked like Adrian Phillips sort of you know became a starter again whereas you know Kyle Duggar they've sort of wanted to make that happen as Kyle Duggar like full-time starter play every down and I don't know if he's ready for that as he showed some of his weaknesses today I mean he's great attacking the run blitzing things like that but when he has to be in coverage and read things he kind of struggles and you'd almost rather have Adrian Phillips out there who's a much more experienced much smarter player um, you know, given his years in the league, but I I can't figure out what they're doing at safety, and I don't. I still think they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, and, and we'll have to see when they kick off against the Dolphins. One minor bright spot. I
4: mean, again, we're talking about when you're playing. You know, they're playing guys that are fighting for jobs and whatnot. But that Jack Jones, uh, the rookie, you know, yep. he was lighting guys up. He actually looked like maybe one of those silver lining guys tonight.
5: Yeah, for sure. You know, he, he, he was physical. He stuck his nose in a couple times to, to break up a couple plays. You know, that that was really good to see, I mean, especially after, um, you know, a lot of guys in the secondary struggled against the Raiders this week in practice. And, and um, you know, again, it wasn't Adams and those guys. But, uh, yeah, and, and I thought, you know, even Kevin Harris before his fumble, I thought the I thought the rookies took a nice step forward as a whole, maybe not Cole Strange, I'll have to go back and watch his game. I thought he struggled a bit at times, but I thought, you know, Harris before his fumble, you know, popped a little bit. I thought that um you know, the the Jack Jones, I thought Marcus Jones made a couple plays,
6: um, you know, so so that was good to see. Jack Jones had a pick 6 uh, against Arizona for Arizona state to win a big game for me so uh, I'm shocked you know this I, yeah yeah he's uh, the kid the kid can certainly play uh just 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 do you think there's any momentum at all anything that they can take away from this uh, heading into week 1 no
5: no and, and in fact i think um I, I i would assume that the the patriots give them a few extended days off um after they get they'll fly through the night so they probably won't we don't have the media schedule yet so I assume they won't be back till probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and I, I, but I think the coaches will be working and I think that's important because they have to figure out what the hell they're going to do because they, they're going to have to scrap a whole bunch of things. They, they're going to have to go back to basics. And, and if you're hoping for the best case scenario against Miami in week one, they need to go back simple what they can execute, you're hoping that's what they're going to do. All right, let's toss out all the stuff we struggled with. Let's go with what we can, play conservative, hope to get a couple turnovers, you know, that sort of thing. But I got to tell you, talking to some of the Raiders people, the Raiders practiced against the Dolphins in joint practices. And let me just tell you this. The Raiders were highly impressed with the Dolphins, especially their defense. And their reaction after practicing against the Patriots was, oh, boy. Uh-oh. That could be a really rough matchup with a dynamic Dolphins front and guys in the back end who can really cover and man cover. It could be the worst case sort of scenario matchup for the Patriots.
4: Yeah, so I mean, they might have two of the best corners in the in the game in Jones and Howard, but that front's good too.
5: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they, the the Raiders came away very impressed that you know they're they're athletic, they're big, they're dynamic, they can do things different things pressure wise like uh, apparently and the Raiders don't have a great offensive line and apparently the Raiders really struggled trying to block the Dolphins in those joint practices Hmm. and after seeing the Patriots this week they they wondered how that's going to go
6: go ahead Joe I was gonna say Jalen Phillips up front yeah Dolphins I think it's gonna be a bad just bad match out in Miami first game who knows where the, who the, who's calling the plays, where the coaches are. I've just, how you've mentioned the bad teams you've covered, Greg. Have you, has anything ever looked like this in the preseason? I'm even in the Cam Newton days. Has anything looked like this in the Bill Belichick era? No. And, and, you know, I don't keep trying to go back to this, but you know,
5: for about two or three weeks, when Cam Cameron was hired as dolphins head coach, I still, I, I, I covered that. And then I went to cover the Packers for the Milwaukee journal Sentinel. And, um, that was about the worst NFL football offensive NFL football that I've ever seen. I don't think the, the Patriots are quite that bad, but that's the only sort of comparison that I have and you're right you know rarely do you see a team, especially one you, you could tell the Patriots were like they, they probably got word from the Raiders like look we're not going to play anybody and Bill was probably like okay, we'll put the starters out there and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the pregame, uh, his pregame interview, he indicated like the starters weren't going to be seen very much. Mm-hmm. So they were probably like, "Okay, perfect scenario. We we finish off the week well. We're going to go out there. Their backups are are out there. We're going to go down. We're going to march down, touchdown drive. Be done for the day. Hey, good week of work. Feeling good. And suddenly it was the complete nightmare scenario. And so no, I I have you never see this. Th- this is about as bad of a preseason and training camp." Offensively, that that you can see in the NFL. All right, more coming up
4: with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. You want to get on with Greg, ask him anything about tonight's game and what he's seen, 617-779-0985. More on what they can do between now and week one. Want to find out a little bit more about, you know, just maybe the common sense aspect of junking uh, a lot of this zone crap that we've seen. Uh, but more coming up with that uh, with Greg. First, though, the headlines with Joe Murray here in the Shaw's Patriots Post Game Show.
0: Sports Hub Headlines.
6: Patriots lose the third preseason game in Vegas tonight, 23-6. You certainly saw frustration from Mac Jones, who struggled this one in this one. 9-13, 71 yards, one interception. He was sacked twice. The running game didn't do much either. And, well, uh, Devontae Parker had a touchdown reversed. So they called it a push-off. But Nick Folk, <laughs> once again, the star of the game for the Patriots. They open up in Miami In 16 days for the regular season opener. Some other games around the NFL tonight. Uh, We saw the Buffalo Bills get shut out 21-0. Cowboys 27-26. And the Saints, they won 27-10 over the Chargers. And Pete Carroll, he is named Geno Smith the starter for Seattle this season. Headlines are brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Want to help prepare your car for all your road trips? They offer completely contactless service with their 15-minute drive through service. And you don't even need to make an appointment. Visit getintoilchange.com for a coupon to save on your oil change. I'm Joe Murray. More post game after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 the Sports of Patriots Radio Network. With Honda,
0: every summer adventure is the destination. Take your adventures even farther with Honda, America's most fuel efficient full line automaker. This summer, get a new 2022 Honda Pilot, CRV, Passport, or Ridgeline.
3: See dealer for financing details
1: based on EPA estimate of MY twenty full line automaker fleetwide fuel economy twenty twenty one EPA Automotive Trends Report.
0: Meet my little bundle of joy. I'm a baby? Not you. The savings we got with safety insurance by bundling home and auto coverage. Savings? How much? Enough to go shopping? Our independent agent already did. She explained which coverage would truly protect us and then shopped around to get us the best deal.
1: So we saved a bundle on a bundle?
0: Yep. Great. I'm going to go shopping now. Bye. Ask an independent agent about safety insurance, we'll help you manage life storms. Grocery shopping will never be the same,
2: thanks to Shaw's Drive Up and Go. Imagine grocery shopping without ever getting out of your car. Just shop online at Shaws.com or on the Shaw's Deals and Delivery app, and they'll do the shopping and bagging for you. Then just head to the store, and they'll bring your order right to your car. Plus, you can still earn and redeem your for-you grocery rewards. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Convenient delivery options available, too. Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh.
1: Matthew Slater here. Have you been trying to quit drugs or alcohol on your own, but it's too overwhelming and you give up? It only takes three to five days to detox and hit the reset button. Call AdCare at 1-800-ALCOHOL or visit AdCare.com.
3: When it comes to getting the guaranteed lowest price on Toyo Tires, there's only one place to go, Town Fair Tire. And when it comes to getting more free services for life than anywhere else on Toyo Tires, there's only one place to go, Town Fair Tire. So when you're in the market for a new set of Toyo Tires, there's only one place to go because nobody beats a Town Fair Tire deal. Absolutely nobody. Name brands at discount prices, Town Fair.
0: T-Mobile believes customers deserve to get more without paying more.
4: Everything from entertainment benefits like Netflix on Us, to travel benefits, to scam shield protection, all with taxes and fees included. So the price you see is the price you pay. When you're a T-Mobile customer, you get over $225 in value every month in benefits with our Max Family Plan. That's like paying for nosebleed seats and getting to sit in the front row.
6: That's right. At T-Mobile, your family gets over $225 worth of value and benefits with our max plan each and every month. Plus, with our price lock guarantee,
4: we won't raise your rate plan price for talk, text, and data ever.
3: That's like paying for a cap and getting a stretch limo.
1: At T-Mobile, you get value beyond the expected. Qualifying service required. Value based on included monthly benefits. Sales tax and regulatory fees included in Max's monthly price. Price lock guarantees rate price of talk, text, and data for new accounts with qualifying service. Exclusions apply. See details at T-Mobile.com.
2: The home of the Ribs, The Sports Hub. Nick Folk has made one field goal. His only attempt of the preseason is out there in season number 15. So good a year ago. 36 for 39. With a 35-yard attempt, Cardona is snapped to Bailey. Folk's kick driven to the uprights, and the Patriots are on the board. MVP,
4: MVP. I mean that like half-jokingly. Nick Folk has been really good for this team for three straight years. Three, well, two up-and-down years, and so far a down uh, postseason, preseason rather. Uh, But two field goals tonight for Nick Folk in the uh, 23-6 loss. Patriots fall to McDaniels. Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders. And this season is part of their Apex Cares program. Apex Entertainment will be donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal, every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. Shaw's Patriots post game show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray. You, if you'd like to join us at 617-779-0985, give us your thoughts on this uh, ugly performance by the Patriots, uh, really on both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively, especially with the starters. And still joined by Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. So Joe asked you in the prior segment, Greg, they have any momentum going into week one of Miami? You said no. So a lot of work here to be done uh, for the coaching staff between uh, now and then. So is it just as simple as, hey, uh, enough of this Kyle Shanahan zone running thing? Like, we're not doing it. it but we all know that famed stubbornness of Bill Belichick. Do you do you actually see him doing that, saying, you know what, we're going back to what works?
5: I think so. I mean, at least in some capacity. I yeah, Look, Bill is um... – is a lot of things and, you know, and, and, you know, grumpy at times, egotistical and things like that, but he's not an idiot. And he's about winning football games and, you know, he's going to look at the film and, you know, and they're going to look at how much time do they have to get ready for the dolphins. And, and they're going to put together a plan that, you know, that they can execute a high number of plays. I don't, I don't know where he's going to get those plays from because I, I, I think there's about two or three that they can execute right now, but they're going to have to do something like that or else they, they risk getting completely embarrassed in Miami on both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, with the Dolphins front, their, their coverage in the back end, like they probably have the best secondary in the league, at least the cornerbacks. And then the speed that they have on offense and, you know, they're going to be running the Shanahan scheme. The Dolphins are. And they're going to be running at a much higher level than than the Patriots. I mean, if I, I just can't see a scenario where Belichick looks at this, takes a couple days, considers it, and says, you know, for over 18, 18 weeks of this season that that they can get this stuff to a point where it's good enough to win football games. I, I just don't know where he comes out on that. I mean, t- there isn't one play. <laughs> I They they ran the ball eight times in the practices this week, okay? It, and seven of them didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage or got to the line of scrimmage. Like, that's all they went. Seven of eight runs. And then tonight they come out and they do the same thing. Like, None of it works. The only stuff that works is the inside sort of, you know, gap runs, double team, get to the second level, you know, pull a guard here and there. Those are the only runs that have worked for them. And and, and Bill's not an idiot, and he wants to win. So at the end of the day, they have to put together a game plan that that puts them in the best chance to win the game. And I think that's scrapping a lot of the stuff that they have tried.
6: Hey, Greg, uh, just looking at the wide receivers here, I'm, I'm I'm trying to do my 53, man. I'm sure it will change. You'll have yours. But Parker, Myers, and Aguilar started tonight. Uh, Bourne, once again, is the third week in a row I've asked you about Kendrick Bourne, but you know he made a nice catch later on. Well, we don't know what happened with Mon We don't know about Montgomery. Myers left the game. I don't even know what happened with him. Yep. Little, little Jordan Humphrey's probably going to hang around here, but... Yes. What's the, I mean, what's going on with Bourne and do you think everything will be good to go for week one with him?
5: Uh, I can't tell you that it's going to be good to go for week one for him. I mean, again, this is like with the whole team. This is now a month of this stuff. It's not a week. It's not a couple days. It's a month, month straight of, you know, I don't really remember all that many times that he's flashed over the course of the whole summer. And, you know, to me, it looks like a guy – the talent is still there. It's nothing about the talent. He's still the same kid, but he's lost his confidence. And, um, you know, you would think Troy Brown um, – I have a great deal of respect for Troy that that he can work with Kendrick and get him back to that point. How long is it going to take? But, you know, there's no question. Oh, You know, with without Thornton um, now – you look at the Patriots and how they did against the Raiders this week and they, they just don't have very much speed. I mean, Aguilar is the only one who has any speed at all. And he really just runs go routes. And, you know, Devontae Parker was a guy who flashed early, but I could tell you the Panthers and the Raiders both weren't very impressed with Parker. The Raiders, he, he didn't make a play this week, uh, against the Raiders. I think he might have made one, but it was like a short completion and, you know, the Raiders just were physical with him at the line and just rode him out of bounds. And, and he, he, he can't run a full route tree. He's very limited in what he can do. And so, you know, the smart defenses will get physical with him and they're going to have a tough time. And, and, you know, I think that they, they have to get Kendrick Bourne more involved. Without Thornton, without sort of that speed threat to all parts of the field, Bourne's the only other guy that they have. And, they need to figure out how to get him on track and and if you know that that might mean Troy Brown needs to hold his hand a little bit more and put in a lot more work but you know they just need to revisit okay what did the what did the coaching staff do last year to bring Kendrick Bourne along to the point where he was really good at the end of the season and they need to answer the question are they doing that and if not they need to get doing that
4: and if he can't, or they can't figure it out with him, he's obviously a trade trade candidate. You've heard uh, Isaiah Wynn's name thrown around. Maybe even Trent Brown's. Is there? You think there's going to be another shoe to drop with one of these players, or maybe even a surprise cut between now and Week One?
0: Uh,
5: I don't know. I mean, I you know, it, it's it's fun to think about, and and look, I've been on the trade Isaiah Wynn train for for a long time, and I was not enamored with you know bringing Trent Brown back um, because of sort of some of the issues that he had towards the end of last season, and he's not very reliable. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're an NFL front office, you sort of – you you have a picture in mind of the team that you want to build, and you build that in the offseason. And you, you might deviate from that a little bit, but, you know, the Patriots – it wasn't an accident and it wasn't just happenstance that they brought Trent Brown back and put in a left tackle. I mean, they did that for their running game to become more powerful – on that side of the ball, and they thought it would serve them better. And I don't see them changing course. I mean, obviously, Trent Brown had the tweet today that, that about, you know, how he wanted to go home. And look, I came home early from Vegas, so I get it. So who, who knows what he was talking about? But, um, you know, there's a lot of things to figure out up front. I just don't see the Patriots moving on from the decisions that they've made like you would have to really admit defeat and I don't think they're ready to do that and I think they're they're more likely to stick it out with a guy like even with Isaiah Wynn who costs you over 10 million dollars on the cap but you know they're they're probably thinking oh well if we keep him then two years from now we get a third round comp pick so what are we able are we going to be able to move him and does that make us better or worse and so I I just I don't see it at the end of the day Bill Bill has he hasn't been um, as risky with those moves in the later years as he was earlier in his career. Joe.
6: All right. Well, I, I just keep looking at it here. Then I just I think that the defense will be worse than the offense, Greg. I, I've been telling Jim this for weeks now. I just think that at some point the offense will figure this thing out, or they'll scrap it completely. But man, I, I can't remember a, a final dress rehearsal preseason game where 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 it's looked like this and just while we're at it the the running game i i just you know harris had that nice run later in the game here we don't know about montgomery i don't know if you've heard or or seen any updates on it but if he misses time do they just go with two running backs i know they drafted a couple of guys but would that be the majority of the guys or does jj taylor stick around
5: uh, I, I think JJ Taylor sticks around now I mean I they, I they don't have a ton of time to get somebody else ready and and this this is a big blow for the offense also because you know whether it's practice or in the games like as you saw last week against the Panthers you know Ty Montgomery was featured on that one scoring drive that they had against the Panthers and they they've been at their best when Montgomery's been back there and and uh Jones obviously has a lot of uh, trust in him and, and, you know, goes to him a lot. So this, this is a huge blow for them. It's an underratedly huge blow. And I, I don't think they have time to really do much. Else. Pierre Strong's not ready. Um, you know, I mean, do they think about using Bourne a little bit more in those situations? Is he, is he capable of doing that? Uh, that's a tough sell for me. I think you got to go with next man up and that's JJ Taylor. And, you know, Joe, you're talking about like, I don't remember a dress, final dress rehearsal like this. Do you remember I, – I just pilled up the box score from last year. Mac Jones in the season finale against the Giants on the road. Uh, I think it was on the road. Yes, it was. Uh, 10 of 14, 156 yards, a touchdown, 131 rating. I mean, look at where we are now.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, and, and the the frustration he's showing, it's a, it's a mess, man. Like, I, you know, because – I had said also to open, Greg, that going into this, I'm like, okay, and you know, I know that has been a lot of doom and gloom, and they have these new two coaches, and it feels like they're, Mac Jones being hung out to try, but this under, the Vegas under of eight and a half, it can't be that bad. After tonight, oh, no, now that under of eight mm. and a half, I can understand the why. The Vegas moved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can get why people uh, you know, have been placing some bets on that. All right, one more segment to go with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. You want to get on with him at 617-779-0985, and also give us your thoughts as the Patriots lose their preseason finality Finale uh, in Las Vegas to the Raiders 23 to 6, 617 779 0985. More after this here in the Safety Insurance. 985 is sports of Patriots Radio Network.
7: Moya Moya disease is a common cause of stroke in children. This season, for every New England First Down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into moyamoya, Moya, as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Moyamoya Moya is a serious disease, but Credit Union's Kids at Heart believes that research is hope and that every child deserves a healthy and happy future. Learn more at cukidsoathart.org. The First Downs to Fight Moya Moya Disease campaign is generously supported by RTN Federal Credit Union and St. Anne's Credit Union of Fall River.
6: Hey guys, it's Ted Johnson, and every year we hear of new procedures for joint pain. I'm here with Dr. Franke of Boston Prolotherapy. Dr. Franke, have you looked into any new experimental treatments?
1: I have continuously explored new treatments which might benefit my patients, but I haven't found any studies that have shown higher success rates than the 85% that I can offer my patients at present.
6: So you're saying the old adage, if it
2: costs more, it has to be better, doesn't fit here?
1: Trust me, if I found a better treatment than prolotherapy with a higher success rate, I'd add that to my practice. It's all about the patient to me.
6: Dr. Franke does put the patient first. I felt that care during every appointment, and I'm confident you will too. If you have joint pain and want it gone, do what I did and call Dr. Franke at Boston Prolotherapy, 1-833-GO-PROLO. That's 1-833-GO-PROLO, online at bostonprolotherapy.com.
0: Did you hear that? As a safety insurance e-customer, I'm saving money every month. And as an added bonus, by going paperless, I'm also saving trees. Safety's e-customer discounts are available on any individual policy as well as on policies that bundle home and auto. And any safety customer that pays their policy in full saves even more. Ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life's storms. At Shaw's, they're
2: perfecting the art of fresh, from mouth-watering marble beef to grill-ready ribs and succulent steaks for any occasion, whether you shop in-store or online. The Shaw's hometown butchers expertly hand-cut and trim your meat right in-house. Great variety? Shaw's also offers a broad selection of grass-fed, organic, and plant-based favorites. Special orders are welcome, and they're happy to answer any questions you may have. Just ask. Shop for fresh,
1: delicious meats in-store or online. Shaw's. Quality you can taste. Homeowners, if you're not using the sun to fight energy inflation and provide reliable backup power to your home, it's time to contact Devlin Solar, the most trusted solar company in New England. To see if your home qualifies, call 800-818-5641 or visit devlinsolar.com.
3: Earn your MBA for under 20K and in just 12 months. UMass Lowell makes it possible with an online MBA ranked among the nation's best. Visit UMass Lowell at uml.edu slash online.
7: Lobster Lovers Weekend is back. Visit the 99 Thursday through Sunday and order their Colossal or Hot Buttered Lobster Roll and get a free three-course meal upgrade. The 99,
0: always the real deal.
7: At Special Olympics Massachusetts, they believe that everyone deserves to be included. Sports has the ability to create a sense of belonging, teamwork, and camaraderie. Special Olympics Massachusetts invites you to be a game changer and help make your community even more inclusive. Learn how you can be a part of the movement. Head over to specialolympicsma.org slash events to find a competition, fundraiser,
3: or community event in your area.
7: You'll be sure to find a way to get in the game with Special Olympics Massachusetts.
3: Town Fair Tire has the area's largest selection of Toyo Tires. Sells them all at the guaranteed lowest price. Offers more free services for life than anywhere else. And Town Fair has well over 100 locations throughout New England and New York. The area's largest inventory of Toyo Tires at the guaranteed lowest price. More locations and the most free services for life. So for your next set of Toyo Tires, remember, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Name brands at discount prices. Town Fair. Adam Jones, Knights on the Sports Hub.
2: Mac Jones picked off. Coming back the other way. And Strange made the tackle after the interception. Welcome
4: back, Sean's Patriots post-game show. Again, Patriots lose their final preseason game of 2022. To the Las Vegas Raiders, 23-6. That was an ugly interception by Mac Jones. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, final segment here with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. So, did he not see him because the offensive lineman was almost kind of in his line of sight? You know, I, uh, Joe mentioned that earlier, but or was it just an awful pick or an awful read? Because you know what it reminded me of? Remember the bad one that was in the red zone in Indianapolis late last year, Greg? Is this like a thing? Does he have like a blind spot in that middle of the field he just can't see?
5: Uh, sometimes, but I think it, I, the larger issue for me is that I think Mac. Is obviously skittish behind what's going on in front of him. Um, we've seen this at times out of him where he gets sped up. Um, most notably, the first half of last year when the offensive line was really shaky, and and when when a quarterback doesn't trust what's happening in front of him, um, you know, especially a guy like Jones who really needs to be comfortable in the pocket and live there, uh, and and being a young player to boot. They can struggle with that, and and I saw him ducking a few times at Ghost today, and and I think that um, the protection is an issue. It was it was a bad choice. He probably didn't see the guy, but uh, you wonder why he didn't think that. Did he think no one was going to be in the middle of the field? I mean, there were only like five Giants there, so uh, definitely a tough play. Yeah,
6: and do we just keep talking about the line here, like? There was talks about moving Isaiah in. Um, you know, I don't know if Kajus has, Kajus has won the battle um, at this point. But will they look around the league? Like, could they do an upgrade here? And I you mean, know, obviously, no one's going to take on a ten million dollar tackle, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots. The best case scenario, if they really wanted to move on and just get the cap space back, which I think is dubious, because I think we've seen Belichick make the decision before. Like. You know, Joe Tooney, when he franchised him for $15 million and they were, you know, going down the tubes in, uh, I think that was 2019. He didn't trade him. He didn't try to recoup coming to some of that cap space. You know, um, Stefan Gilmore was similar when, you know, they, they were going down the tubes in, I think it was 2020, when he could have traded him and saved cap space. But he, you know, you have to remember, Belichick does not. Want to look foolish and, and he's going to keep the players that he think are, are given the best chance to win. And, um, and, and I don't know if he's going to be feel comfortable enough to move on from Isaiah win. I mean, they've already moved him from left tackle. I mean, how bad can it be going to Haran or Kajus, But, you know, there, there is that fear of Haran looked not good tonight, didn't look good in the practices with extended playing time. And Kajus certainly has his issues as well.
4: All right. We obviously know Greg, and you know too. You're you're the level-headed guy. You're willing to let a rookie take some lumps, mature into a, a better player and a pro. But that's it. You getting a wee little bit concerned about Cole Strange?
5: Uh, I am. Um, I you know if and this sort of goes to the it's the same sort of point I would make about Mac. Like you know if say you know if, if I knew Mac Jones had Josh McDaniels. I would feel good about the plan that Josh McDaniels would put together and how he would coach him, and that they would figure out a way forward. Um, same thing goes for the offensive line. If I knew a guy like Dante Scarnecchia was there, I would I would have no concerns. I'd be like, at some point, first of all, if Dante Scarnecchia was here, Cole Strange would be way ahead of where he is right now. Um, there is no doubt in my mind about that. But if if Scar was here, he would by the midpoint of the season. Cole Strange would be a no doubt NFL starter, if not better than that. And, you know, at this point, uh, Cole struggles and he struggles with his fundamentals and things like that. And, you know, I I attribute that part of it is him going from UT Chattanooga. And part of it is his body build, which is a little skinny in the lower body than you would like for that position. Um, That can change over time and will as an NFL player. But, you know, but some of it is just, you know, purely coaching. And I think that um, he's gotten off to not not a terrible start or anything like that. You just he should be further along than he is. And to me, it's not about Cole; it's about what's going on around him.
6: Yeah, and you mentioned the coaches. I mean, could anything change? Could they uh, announce an offensive coordinator? Could we see Billy Yates down on the field? I don't know if he was tonight, but that seems to be the big thing, right? The big storyline. They're they're out of whack because of coaching, right? That's really where yes. they're at.
5: Yeah, yeah, and it's just a question of is Bill going to be honest and and. Is he going to admit that this plan that he's basically sat there and kind of snorted and spit at us, you know, for the last six months about us questioning um, what was going on? Do you really think that he's going to admit defeat and say, you know, people were right to be concerned? I don't see. I don't think there's a chance in hell of that happening. I think Bill believes in this for whatever reason, and he is either going to sink or swim with this. His career tells you he's going to swim with it, but that's only if you're looking over 22 years. If you're looking over, like, say, the last five years, uh, you would doubt very much whether this is going to work or not. So, you know, you're out there this week covering the practices, and
4: just from the McDaniel's Vegas side of things, is he is he satisfied? Is he he happy? Look, it's one of 32. I mean, it's you know, even if you're in some hell out post like Jacksonville, it's still a head coaching job in the NFL, but. Being with the Vegas Raiders, is he happy with this or is there, did you get any kind of hints or whether speaking to him or other coaches that, you know, he would still like to be in New England, but it just didn't work out for whatever
5: the hell reason? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about this the other day and I I just got to say, I don't, I don't subscribe to a lot of that stuff. I think that, um, you you know, if, if, if he had his druthers, you know, in a perfect scenario, um, Would Bill have come to him and say, like, look, here's the plan, and this is when I'm going to step down, and I want you to take over. The crafts have signed up on it, signed off on it, and that Josh would, uh, you know, be the successor. Do I think he would, you know, want that? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, because look, at the end of the day, he'd still be replacing Bill Belichick, and after what he's just done for, you know, twenty plus years—that's that's impossible to follow. Go look at the guys who followed. You know Lombardi and, and and guys like that. It's it's not a pretty picture, and um, you know. But the thing is, it's like yeah, yes, in that. But to me, that's fantasy land. I don't think that was that's not reality, Bill. I I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nobody knows what Bill is going to do at all. And a lot of stuff that goes on here as far as coaching and, and exodus on the coaching staff, front office, things like that. A lot of it has to do with Bill doesn't communicate to anybody about what the lo- what his long-term vision is and it, even if he has one. And so what are those guys supposed to do? Are they just supposed to sit around and hope? And and Josh was interviewing every year for head coaching jobs. And uh, no, I think he's 100% comfortable with with what he has in Vegas. It's the ideal scenario for him working with uh, a personnel guy who he knows well. They see things the same way. They separate the jobs where all he has to really do is worry about, you know, coaching the football team and, you know, worrying about the quarterback and the offense where everything else is handled. And, um, and I think he, uh, and also that there's a hands off owner who is completely not going to meddle in anything and not going to all of a sudden butt in and take the side of a, you know, a quarterback or something like that. He is completely detached and you get to do whatever you want. And those jobs are exceedingly rare in the NFL. I mean, you can make the argument that it doesn't even exist here in New England anymore. And so I think any talk of Josh wanting to stay here um, long-term, I think, is is fantasy land. It's not reality just because, because of Bill. And I think that Josh is exactly where he wants to be.
6: Greg, do you have a, a shocker for the season? Whether it's a cut before uh, the season starts or something during the season, what's Greg Bernard's big shocker for the Patriots this year? Uh,
4: good question. Um, well, how about this? Do you is there any chance you think we start hearing, you know, unnamed coaches or un- players being more upset? You know, with, with the way that this thing has gone between now and Week One, like, is there going to be like, whispers and things of
5: that like that? A hundred percent. I mean, I think that's already gone on to some extent. I think it's only going get, to gonna get worse. And, you know, like I've said earlier, you know, sort of in my stints with Felger and Maz, I said, you know, these guys have to start seeing success soon or else you start to lose people. And I think they've already started to lose people um, even before this thing got started. This is not helping. And I think, you know, probably the most shocking thing, especially the way things have gone in New England, is I do think you're going to hear a lot of, Uh, you know, complaining, quitting. You know, people just – I think this has the potential to be a season unlike any other around here in New England, and that's not only only on the field stuff. It also has to do with stuff off the field in the locker rooms and things like that. Like, they are walking a very fine line with this team, and if they don't see success early, especially in those first four games, if they go 0-4, which I think is on the table at this point – uh, look out below.
4: All right, more on this, uh, this uh, where they're going to be going from now and uh, week one in Miami uh, when you make uh, your Big Boy Tuesday appearance on Felger and Maz this Tuesday, right? Yep. Sounds All right. good. All right, Greg, talk to you then. Greg Bernard, Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. A uh, few to go if you'd like to join us, 617-779-0985. Coming up, though, we'll be hearing from David Andrews, Senator David Andrews, uh, after tonight's loss, and also after the headlines with Joe Murray. First, though, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports Hub. Patriots Radio Network.